What up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, the NBA draft is today, and we are excited to see which trades may come through on draft day. Aaron Rodgers back at training camp. Deshaun Watson and Xavier Howard making noise for the Dolphins and Houston, and we rank the top thing we would spend our first NBA paycheck on. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. He broke his ankles. The Auburn's gonna win the football game. Auburn's gonna win the football game. For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant took the jumper. He oh, got it. And the Lakers lead. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? The boys are back. The boys are back. Monday's episode on a back-to-back, but we're rested. It's an early morning record for us, which isn't which isn't typical. And uh, I had a question for you as I sit here with a nice cup of joe, bottle of water, get my liquids in me early. One question that I noticed that Business Insider failed to ask you is, where does Jack Settleman get his energy from? Because I know you're not a coffee drinker, and I know you definitely are not a morning person that's for sure you're actually like an asshole in the morning um where does jack settlement get his his natural caffeine from what makes you go it's just this uh unsatiable excitement for the day no i pretty much have no choice but to wake up and record this podcast because i have a flight to catch in an hour you no, gotta do I what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do listen listen don't we on a tuesday you got Maybe some meetings with the intern, some interviews with, I don't know, Forbes, Business Insider. You're just naturally buzzing for the second you open your eyes. Definitely not this. I, I admit it. I said I am chilling in bed. I'm I'm chilling, really chilling for about an hour. And then I slowly get into my into my day. For those of you that have never woken up with Jack Settlement in the same room, here's a pro tip. Don't talk to him. When was the last time we were up that early together? Well, no, we're, I mean, we're up whenever you wake up. You're just not, you're not the friendliest person in the morning. I would not. Are are there a lot of people who get up and they're just like, yo, what up? And you want to chill with them? So it's funny. It's funny you should say that. Um, Well, no. Me, do I want to chill with anyone when I open up? No. But so we recorded on a back-to-back, went 2-0 in Miami and then in the high altitude of Denver. And the next morning after that podcast, the weekend was still taking a toll on me. But yesterday, I had an alarm set for 7.30. And this isn't like me, but my alarm went off, and I was refreshed. I was juiced. I probably didn't have my first cup of coffee, which was a long time for me, until like four hours later. It's like some mornings I wake up and I got it, and sometimes I don't. But I would say that I'm sort of a morning person. And I would say that you are literally as far from a morning person as they could come. Okay. I didn't as know I that s- about myself. You continue to learn every day. As I sit here and take a sip of Joe. Cheers, brother. Through a straw. Um, let's, let's start with a little more serious of a topic, and we'll ease into you know the good vibes. But Simone Biles pulls out of the Olympics. I think she just announced all Olympics. Yep. Um with mental health for mental health reasons um i know where i stand on this i'm curious where you stand and i'm open to having a discussion on i don't think it has to be like pc and i don't think it has to be like the right take i think just having a conversation about it because there's a lot of takes out there um and then just talking through like where we are as a society about this stuff but you go ahead yeah, well, I've never had a wrong take, uh, only hacked. But so before the Olympics, I started thinking and developing this take that Simone Biles was, in fact, the greatest athlete on planet Earth. And I still believe that she is. But dropping out of these events didn't do me any good. But then again, you can look at the fact that she's 24 or something and she has more gold medals than I do anything. Fingers, yeah. Um, Well even more than fingers, but um, 
she has more gold medals than I do wrong takes on this podcast. Let's put it that way. But if there's anyone out there slandering um, Simone Biles today, yesterday, I will fight you. I will fight you. I, I understand that people... People with this mental health stuff, they they think, and this goes back to everything we've talked about when it comes to like interviewing guests. It's like to you and I growing up, these athletes, maybe not gymnasts because we didn't follow the sport, but athletes in general always had this bigger than life image towards us, right? We thought they were superhumans. As you and I started to interview and meet a lot of athletes and have these cool experiences, it, it humanized them to us. It made them seem like they're just one of us. And at the end of the day, their DNA is the same as ours. They can just do triple axle kickflips in the air. You know what I mean? I have zero. And I like to think that I come and I cannot relate to anything Simone Biles is going through, anything Kevin Love. I've always said that I'm pretty blessed when it comes to my mental health. I don't really know what it's like to struggle, knock on wood, in my own head, and I acknowledge that. But I also acknowledge that I may be an anomaly, and I may be lucky in that regard. I am in no... I My take on this is that I am in no position to tell Simone Biles or anyone else how they should or should not feel. Because they're their own person, and I'm my own person. You get to sit there and call cap on Simone Biles for not wanting to perform in the Olympics, like because she thinks she's gonna lose. Dude, look at her fucking medal case. You yeah. think she thinks she's gonna lose? It's just like whether or not you think that dropping out of the Olympics when other people could have had her spot, this that is is a responsible thing to do. Doesn't matter. She earned the right to be in the Olympics, and she did that. And it's not like this is a continuous thing for her. She's just not in a good spot right now. There's different. The Olympics are different this year. No spectators. Um, in some sort of bubble, you've seen different footage coming from the bubble. But my view has always been the same on mental health issues. I cannot relate. But you're your own person, and I have no, I have no ground to stand on to tell you how you should or should not feel. Just because you can do these crazy flips, I'm seeing people go at her because. She wears the goat on her on her leotard. That's what that is. And she she says she's the goat and she's not human and she can do all this shit. She's got 206 or however many bones we have in our body. She's got two legs, two arms. She's just better than us at flying in the air. She, and that's yeah. it. She is that's the it. goat. She, she hasn't lost in eight years. She has not lost a competition in eight years. Like it is is... Michael Jordan, like, does he, would people give him shit? I shouldn't have said that. Damn it. Would people give him shit? Um, no, no, look, for, the, for being the second best of all time and, like, maybe struggling with something? No. It's Michael Jordan. Wayne Gretzky? No. No, why I think they this? would. I think, I think people would, and I think that's the bigger problem and why I wanted to talk about it on the pod is because people don't get the mental illness thing and mental health stuff because like you, you know, you may not have gone through it. I would encourage you or whoever's listening. If you don't, if you can't grasp it to try and find someone who who's dealt with stuff like this, depression, anxiety, um, suicidal thoughts and ask them what it's like. And maybe that'll kind of help you recognize, but that's part of life. And you know, the generations before us talked a lot about, sucking it up rub some dirt on it cover up your feelings and our generation is doing a great job of being open about it um and yeah we could come up with a million explanations for why you know she literally was not in a good headspace messed up for the first time in a decade and still crushed every single one in the dude i was watching like, i was watching the team final or the uh what do they call it engine the beam yeah and they were like and I literally did this. I literally did this by myself in my living room. And they go, if you're watching at home, put your cell phone on your floor. Stand on it with one foot. And I did that on carpet so it wouldn't mm-hmm. break. And I just couldn't balance on one yeah, foot. It- and, I'm see- and I'm seeing these these girls do triple this, double that, and just stick it. And it's I- just like, it-, it makes no sense to me. And I think what's really cool about it all is... They are superhuman, 
And a lot of people are like, well, to be at the top of your field, you got to be mentally there and locked in and all that. And it's like, if this is the greatest gymnast of all time, we've literally seen the greatest swimmer of all time. And both of them are saying, I can't even get there mentally. Then maybe instead of penalizing them for that, realizing like, oh, they're really going through something serious. Like this is the torn ACL of of sports for them just it's it's not physical so it's very tough for people to comprehend i heard people saying like well can't you just lock in for a couple minutes that's what's crazy is no she actually cannot like she can she can physically not do it like she can physically because of her mental physically not complete the actions needed so yeah i would just encourage people to be open-minded to it understand that um you know these are human beings and you would never, you would never, I hope so, not you, Abe, but anyone who's on the other side of this would never go up to someone going through and going through something mentally and tell them, you know, the negative things that they're saying about them online, because that's a different level. So right. on a so, lighter, on a lighter Olympics note, and you said this isn't anything physical, like a torn ACL. Did you see the guy from Russia that won a medal? And he tore his Achilles three months ago. Yeah, that shit was wild. You got guys got to take a piss test. <laughs> you, you you just don't do that. Yeah, the the Russians, the Germans, all the different countries, they're they're sick in the head too, um, but in a in a great way. They're just crazy. Uh, they're like you don't do that. Yeah. A torn Achilles, a hundred and twenty days ago. It actually sounds even farther away. That gives, that's giving him less credit. Three months ago. That is crazy to me. That's wild. All right. Also, Team USA does pick up a W over Iran by about 54 points last night. That would have been bad. Yeah. That that would have been bad. They played Czech Republic over the weekend to advance out of the group stage. I think everything's fine, but I could totally see Team USA getting beat, so this didn't obviously change anything for me. You get out of the group stage, sure, that works, but... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know the format. Everything else is one and done after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. They lost three games out of four. Anyone who's saying they could just flip the switch and the panic button isn't pressed is wrong. I thought about this, actually, because the Olympics to NBA players is an afterthought because their their main focus, what they get paid for, is, is um, playing in the NBA and trying to win an NBA championship. The guys that they're playing against that aren't in the NBA have been practicing for the Olympics. The Olympics are their NBA championship to win a gold medal for their country. To me, it's as simple and talent can prevail nine times out of 10 and it might, and they might win gold. But to me, it's as simple as these other guys, these names that you don't know, they simply want it more. And that's it. They've been thinking about representing their country and winning a medal for their country for their entire life. Whereas other people like Kevin Durant have been thinking about how many players are out there that I can team up and just go find some rings. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's a mental thing for the U S and versus the other teams. And I think it's as simple as these other rosters are constructed of players that have been waiting for this moment, their entire life. Whereas the NBA players just decide a month out, yeah, I'll play in this tournament. Yeah, you can like kind of, they don't you can see in Team USA's over the years when they really won it and versus right now where it's like we're expected to win it, we're the best team and like we don't want to lose, but they don't want to go and win it. Like they have no aspirations to run through the redeem team. Like there was they were on a trailblazing path to make sure that they took care of business and reminded everyone, like, what's good. This team, like, should win, could win, probably will win. But, like, if one team who's really talented comes out, has a good game, they could easily lose. It, like, people lose in the NBA Finals. Chris Paul just lost this year. That loss is going to stick with him for a while. Draymond Green, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard are not losing a minute of sleep. If they don't win gold in this tournament, they're going to go fly back to America and move on with their days. Whereas if they lost in the NBA championship, that's something you think about for a while after. It's just that it comes down to 
they're there to play basketball. If they win, great. If they don't, oh, well, back to the States. Yeah, let's shift it back to the States. And the NBA draft, by the time you're listening to this, people, the NBA draft is Thursday. That would be today. Cade Cunningham is the number one pick, and no one really knows much after that. A lot of speculation that Jalen Green will go too, but also a ton of speculation that there's going to be a lot of draft day trades going on. Um, you calling cap, cap of the week on this? Does it feel like years past where there's a lot of hype and then the biggest trade is, you know, a, a Kyle Lowry? Or could we get a Beal? Could we get a Dame? I don't think they can trade Damian Lillard while he's in Tokyo, right? It's actually funny you said that. I read a book a while ago, and it was like Andre Iguodala and his uprising to the league and everything he learned and everything. And it talked about when he learned about the business of of uh, the NBA. And he talks about when he was in a press or a, a box at the USA um, Olympic women's soccer game with drew holiday because drew holiday's wife played for team usa and at the time drew and andre Iguodala were teammates on the sixers and andre Iguodala found out while in whatever country watching the olympics that he was traded via doug collins texting drew holiday didn't even text andre Iguodala. he texted drew holiday and said andre was gone and drew turns to his phone and goes yo dre and shows him his phone so to say that Damian Lillard can't be traded tomorrow is, I don't think, right. But will he be? I don't think so. Like, do you think we all we said that there's conversations going on between Damian Lillard and Portland that he's requesting a trade, but he wants he wants to do the team right and keep the leverage that they have. I don't think I've seen reports that Portland's actively listening to offers for him. Yeah, I, I think and they're I don't in think, a spot where... And I don't think I've heard reports that Beal is either. My guess is, and I think we've said this a little bit all all since the reports came out, is Dame's going to give them a chance, which means let them go through the draft, see what they can do, and let free agency happen. And then four days into free agency, when rosters are starting to be put together and Dame gets a look at the league, he's going to go to them and be like, I'm out, or he's like, all right, this is you put together a really good chance. What we've said though is realistically, they're probably not going to have that opportunity. But, yeah, the two days into free agency, when Damian Lillard wakes up and realizes, wait, nobody wants to live in fucking Oregon. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to pull up this trade right now because there was a big trade, and just and one that when I saw the alert, I was like trying to figure out what really got traded. Jonas Valanciunas traded to the Pelicans. Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe traded to the Grizzlies. Like, what? I, I couldn't even... David Griffin David Griffin just has no idea what he was doing. But, First but, thing but he what did are the Grizzlies... Had... Who, who did people say won this? The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies... Think about it. Think about it. You, you essentially... The big men cancel out, right? Steven Adams, Jonas Valanciunas. You pick up more picks... To, to only build with your young talent. And that's the beauty of drafting good young talent and keeping them in wherever you draft them is because you get to a point where you have so much money because you haven't spent it. And they've had relative success. They've gotten – did they make the playoffs? Who? The Grizzlies. Yeah, they beat the Warriors in the plan. They were the eighth right. seed. So they got to the playoffs with – spending nearly no money in free agency. They draft Ja, they draft they have Dylan Brooks, they draft Jaron Jackson Jr. And now they have the the luxury of all right, we can take on some bad contracts, but players that could help, but we can afford them. So they take on Eric Bledsoe's shit contract. Um they take on Steven Adams and they get more picks to build with their young talent. Whereas David Griffin's first thing he did when he had Zion was for whatever reason signed Steven Adams to a massive extension. <laughs> He traded for Eric Bledsoe, which uh, was on an awful contract, and then he was left with nothing to do. He realizes he have to he has to build around Zion because, let's be honest, in four or five years, Zion's going to ask out, and he's going to lose him anyway. So I think it's a no-brainer that Memphis won this deal. Yeah, and by the way, it's only two years till Zion's a Knicks, so stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. No, they, he's technically under team control for two years. That's but, it. This is going to be no, because then he's a he'll be a restricted free agent. And what they're not. Gonna yeah, but you're it. saying asking out. 
I mean, I don't even know what contract. Like we talked about this. Like he could ask out today, you know, and he's on a rookie deal. Yeah. And I think like you, I think you can just do that. Yeah, you can pretty much do whatever. But that trade goes down. Then we hear rumors that the Lakers have offered KCP and Kuzma to essentially every single team in the league. Um, I said on the last pod that I would take them for for a little bit if they wanted to clear the books a little to try and make a run at some bigger stars. I think those are two fine NBA players. We've heard Beal's name, obviously, a ton. That potent- There was a report for a second that a lot of people are saying was false, that he could be out before the draft happens. We saw, let's talk about this one for sure, SGA and the number six pick for Cade Cunningham, number one pick for the Pistons. And the Pistons apparently declined that. Am I crazy for saying I would take that deal? I would, if you were Detroit. Yeah. I would take that deal as well. Because if you're talking about Cade Cunningham, I think he comes in the league next year and people start reacting a little too quick. I think he's going to be an absolute sick scorer at all three levels. And he's probably going to average 20 points a game, 22 points a game. Will he be efficient? I don't know. But he doesn't have to be on a shit team. The Pistons won 20 20 games games last year. He's He's not turning that franchise around in the snap of a fingers. So when you're talking about... Cade Cunningham. Everyone from the jump is going to be like, holy shit, Cade Cunningham. We'll see how his career progresses relative to the rest of the class. I mean, you have guys like Jalen Green, who this was interesting to me. Jalen Green, in my opinion, should and will go second overall. Mm -hmm. But he's coming out and saying that he believes that this draft class is the best since 2003. To me... He's trying to play the cards a little bit to say that, hey, who's picking number two? Is it Houston, I believe? Hey, Houston, maybe think about taking someone else. And he wants to go, I don't know, four to Toronto or something, somewhere to a better situation. That's just a little conspiracy theory I'm working on. But SGA was a guy who, as of like a year ago, was one of the more untouchable talents in the NBA. I don't know what has changed because he's still, in my opinion, sick. But when you have the clear number one, so they say, in Cade Cunningham, and then a clusterfuck after that of anyone that can go between, let's say, two and five, if you are the Pistons, you already get a sure-fired, very, very good young player in SGA who will be better than Cade Cunningham is next year. And then... Who knows what's going to happen two through five? There could be a guy there that you want. Now, maybe they've done their research on those guys and they don't love them. But to me, is the drop-off between Cade Cunningham and whoever you can get at six, let's say it's Scotty Scotty Barnes or Jalen Suggs or someone, is that that big to say, no, we don't want SGA? Yeah, and, and Cade, is. Cade is the consensus number one. It's close to green at two, even Mobley at three, they've said could have been the number one pick if centers were relevant. But Kate Cunningham isn't Zion. Kate Cunningham is not like LeBron James. He's not getting like generational comps. So I would easily move Kate Cunningham or Kate Cunningham for SGA and, and the six pick. But they also rejected a, a world of other trades. All so far has just been trade rejections. The rumor mill. You never know what to believe. You can't even trust the blue checks on Twitter anymore. We will see what Woj and Shams have to say tomorrow or Thursday if you are listening to this. Uh, give me give me Vegas odds on the likelihood that Bradley Beal is moved. Draft. I, I think it's plus 500 that he's moved. I think it's probably 10 to 1 odds that Dame is moved on draft day. I do think. And how about Ben Simmons? I think he probably is the best chance of being moved, but I would you, would you say he's the best player that could be moved tomorrow night? Um, and I guess that's d- a that's that's a bad way to ask that. Why? Because you don't think Ben Simmons is <laughs> no, no no. It's definitely a fair question. I guess Levine, even though he's in Tokyo, he could easily be moved tomorrow. Kyle Lowry in a sign and trade. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a sign and trade. I guess is he on the ro- It would be a sign and trade. But can they sign I think, him? I think what he, they would sign him. It's it's Kyle Lowry saying, 
I respect the Toronto Raptors organization, and I don't want you to lose me. For no, 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 like but Kevin can they Durant sign him before Thor. free agency and trade him? That's what I'm saying. Can you even do a sign and trade before free agency is opened up? I think you can. That's a good question. I think you can literally do whatever and then just say, eh, it'll be official when the league right, starts. Right. You know what I mean? So, so Lowry, Levine, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that could. I don't think there is, but – Kuzma. Well, not better than Ben but Simmons. Give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. We will see. We will see. That was nice. All right, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Xavier Howard, a lot going on in the NFL, and then we rank the first thing you would spend your NBA paycheck on. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back, and so is Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers was just, I don't know, let's see. He had an NFL offseason, so like any athlete in the offseason, they take vacations, they chill out, they 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 don't check their phone that often, host game shows, they do hobbies, they relax, (coughs) and when, you know, it's day one of work, they... Show up for work? I don't know. That could be under... Like, he was just ignoring it all. He was letting the rumors go. Like, why is this guy just back at practice on day one? I need to... I I am so excited to hear about what... And I hope the details come out. About what Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers discussed. To the point where he said, I'll be back. But there is no shot I'm coming back next year. And there's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like... In my opinion, Aaron Rodgers is now the general manager of the Green Bay Packers until next year. But there's an interesting nugget in all of this. Schefter and everyone's reporting that he's coming back for just this last year. This is the last dance. But he also has – but the team also has him under control for next year. And he has a no-trade clause. So are we looking at a little Brett Favre 2.0 where he, like, retires and unretires so he can go wherever he wants? It's just like – Are you sure they have him under control? That is not the way they made it seem. I believe with his contract they have him under team control next year. Um, but though he, like, wanted to get a, only a one-year deal so he could go elsewhere. But I, I just have no idea at the snap of a finger. Like, I, I was listening to the talking heads on the television yesterday talk about who won – this negotiation side. And I think Aaron Rodgers did. To me, he always had this plan of wanting to, as he was going to play this year. And he just kept on making these trade demands and this, that. So it would put so much pressure on the Packers front office to the point where they finally said, okay, literally just please come and we'll do whatever you want after that. And like, Deep down, he always knew that that was what he wanted, and he was fine to play in Green Bay one more year. But he – and it was never him publicly saying things. He always just, like, played the fun guy. He wore a shirt during the match. Um, But it seems to me that Aaron Rodgers won all of this. But maybe the Packers did and that they didn't have to trade him. I don't know. Yeah. This is a very weird situation. This is this is the weird situation of the Packers had zero leverage in this situation. There were rumors that Rodgers could retire, that he was never going to play for Green Bay, and they got him. They got him for the last year, and they don't have to trade him. And the haul for Rodgers, maybe they could have gotten a couple first, but with no leverage, it probably would have been hard, and you like he would have been picking a team. So I think they won. The only demand he made was to get – 30-year-old Randall Cobb back on his Which, team. At the, like, like, a week ago, Anthony Miller was available. Like, you really like, you want to bring back Donald Driver, too? Like, bring just get, <laughs> just get the band back together for one last dance? Greg I, Jennings. Greg Jennings. Yeah. I don't even know I, if Bubba – was Bubba Franks on that team at the t- – or – They had uh, – who was the tight end? Who was the big tight end? Bubba Franks. Is that I him? I get Bubba yeah. Franks and uh, who's the other one? Algie Crumpler mixed up. But I think Algie mm. Crumpler was Atlanta. Yeah, he was. I watched Algie Crumpler. I watched Algie Crumpler actually almost die. Brian okay. Dawkins we'll, we'll literally. Brian Dawkins literally at an Eagles Falcons game, tried to take his life and he didn't move for minutes. But I think he's still alive. He didn't die. He's chilling. He didn't die that he's, day. He's chilling. 
And and then the only other thing that really came out of it was so obviously Devante and Rogers posted the IG stories of the last dance. Tim Grover, MJ's trainer, Oops. and then Tim Grover. He's famous for being Michael Jordan's trainer. And then he trained Dwayne Wade. He's got this whole like these three levels of mindset, whatever. Uh, he came out and goes, last dance, last dance. Rodgers and Devontae Adams have zero rings together. Last dance. Michael had six. First dance. And they're post. Yeah, exactly. First dance. This is your high school dance, fellas. But, yeah, I stocked down Packers fans. We said they might be into, you know, terrible for eternity last pod. Well, you got about 365 days. So enjoy it while I don't. I actually don't think. I think you're even stocked down more. Like, if I was a Packers fan. I would rather know, even if Aaron Rodgers is a thousand percent going to be gone, I'd rather not know today, because like we yeah. we talk about this all the time, and you talk about it with Lamar Jackson Super Bowl window, winning only one team wins every year. It's so hard, and you have to get so lucky in so many things that if you're a Packers fan sitting today and you're like, "Yeah, we got Rodgers back. Let's go. We're giving it one last go." Take a step back and just think, wait a second. What are the actual odds we win the Super Bowl? And then we're stuck. No chance. And then we're stuck with Jordan Love. I actually think today, with Aaron Rodgers reporting to camp, if I'm a Packers fan, with everything that's come out, I'm more depressed than I was last week when Zadarius Smith is asking for realtors. It's like it's the fast band-aid rip as opposed to the slow band-aid rip. I did have yeah, a thought yesterday, it's... like, ooh. This whole storyline, like Aaron Rodgers, it's also going to be talked about the entire year. Aaron Rodgers in interviews, like this could be, this is your last game in, in Minnesota. This is your last game here, this, that. And it's just like, it's it's going to be a thing all year. And as a Packers fan, the last thing I would want to do is hear about the fact that after this year, not only am I going to still be living in Wisconsin, but I'm going to have to watch probably my favorite player ever somewhere else with Jordan fucking love at the helm of my team. Tough. Which Tough if Jordan helm, if Jordan love was any good, Rogers would have been gone right now. I think they would have ripped the bandaid already. I don't know. He just won the MVP and took him to the NFC championship. It's not that easy to move away from a guy like that. But to that point, the chances that Packers fans enjoy, you know, I always say with Lamar, I love watching him and his great seasons. Like, you just probably saw the best season Rodgers is going to have, the best wide receiver season Devontae is going to have, and the most team success to play away from the Super Bowl. Like, the chances you get all three of those things, you're right. It's expectations high, results probably below, and then he's gone. One of the greatest, probably the greatest quarterback in your franchise's history, him and Favre and Bart Starr. So, the best part about Houston, this is though, that Rodgers is 100% going to go to an AFC team. I love yeah, I love, right. I love being in the NFC. Absolutely. Remember at the start of the pod, when we started this podcast, the NFC was by far the best conference. It was. And I would fight you on it because it was just like the Ravens and the and the Tom Brady's. At the time, and now it it's was. Complete, yeah, and now it's completely shifted to where, like, someone on, on Get Up yesterday literally was like, who's the biggest challenger to the Bucks in the NFC? Saints are down. The NFC West is kind of a mix, like Stafford's Rams, Russ's Seahawks, Kyler's Cardinals. Those are all, like, above-average teams. Br- Rodgers and the Pack, like, yes, in theory. And they literally picked Washington and Dallas. Well, in fairness, it is July. And we all know that Dallas is literally, historically, the best July football team of all time. And with Hard Knocks this year, in August, they will literally be the best summer football team of all time. That, that, Every month in July, Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the league. It's just how it's just how it works. And then the fall I'm with it. Then the fall comes and the market corrects itself. Shit happens. You want to talk about the NFL being a business. I was having this thought. Deshaun Watson comes back. They say accepting trades or Watson still wants a trade. And I'm thinking about Dolphins fans because they're obviously rumored and I'm thinking about Eagleson because we love him. And there is nothing more businesslike than a guy who's got 24 cases, right, off the field. So that's off the field, not necessarily part of the business. 
potentially being in discussion to trade for a guy who played like six or seven games who a year ago you drafted thinking he was going to be your franchise quarterback and they're ready to just sh- take three picks with him and ship him off. Like that is just the most business oriented thing ever. And we see it with Rogers. Now we see it with Tua and Watson potentially. And then his teammate to his teammate, Xavier Howard comes out balls on the table and just releases the most professional like when people release PR statements and we're sitting there on Twitter and we're like, who wrote this? Like, how'd they get this so wrong? Who wrote that? That was the most correct statement I've ever seen in the history of sports. I think going forward, and I think the NBA should implement this as well. You are not allowed to request a trade from your team unless you do it publicly. It's always like, Shams tweeting or Schefter tweeting so-and-so has requested a trade. Don't be a fucking coward. What Xavier Howard did on Instagram last night was the coolest thing I've ever seen. He put his organization on total blast. He started piping it up. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. Bang! Pile drived him in the ground and said, fuck the Dolphins. I want out. That with the black and the white font. It was awesome. Like, what if like... Wait, hold on. Not only that... But at the end, literally was like, I'm still going to come to work. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to be a professional. But just please trade me. And here's why. And I was like, you're an English teacher who taught you how to write a damn good essay intro. Three main topics. Conclusion. Xavier Howard. Just absolute class. from Class from the lad of of Xavier Howard. But going back to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you talk about there's... Tua was the guy. They finally, they were going to jersey sales out to ass and four picks, let's send them out. The Eagles have also been linked to Deshaun Watson just because they have picks and a young quarterback that they could throw. I'm starting to think you just can't trade for this guy. You just, with 24 cases. Now, I think back and I'm like, I think Antonio Brown had like five pending court cases and he was playing in the Super Bowl. So like Deshaun Watson could play. But this is a an elephant. QB, it's different. This is an elephant in the room that you don't want hanging over your your team the entire time, and it's just I I, I did want to Sean Watson at first, but it's just like none of this is getting resolved. More people are are coming out. More people are making allegations. I truthfully believe I have never seen a team more fucked in my entire life than the Houston Texans. Do you know that Randall Cobb? is the second biggest cap hit on their roster this year. What on earth is that team? It's Deshaun Watson. Them them or the Packers? Who do you think is in a worse spot? No doubt. No doubt the Houston Texans. Not only does Deshaun Watson have a no-trade clause so he can control where he wants to go, not only does he have all these pending court cases, but it's Aaron Rodgers was the last MVP of the league. It's like, all this shit is public, so Houston has no trade leverage in that. And then now he can control, so there's a few teams only bidding for him. In regards to Aaron Rodgers' role, every team that's a quarterback away is going to be selling the house for him, that's pushing it all in for a Super Bowl. The Houston Texans are should just disband. Should just disband. Well, it's ironic because they were the last team that joined the NFL. Yeah. And, and maybe, yeah, maybe we could go back to 31 and, but you kind of do need an even number. If you had to pick, you think the lions just to balance AFC, NFC would be the next team out three divisions of five, the fakest franchise in the NFC. Yeah, it has to be the lions and they've been around for a while, but it's not like they have this esteemed history. Like take Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson away and, yeah, I don't think anyone would really miss the Detroit Lions. Maybe Jared Goff. Maybe D- Jared Goff. Jared Goff does I, not want to play in Detroit. No, he does not. Let's rank. What we are going to rank in honor of the NBA draft. The first thing you would buy with an NBA paycheck. Are you a first round pick? Are you a second round pick? Top of the top. Are you are you a max contract? Is it your first max contract? You're a you're a no, lot you of come pick. from you, you come from you don't you, you don't have like big money your entire life whatever you make it and finally you get that bag you're the you're Cade Cunningham first overall pick signing bonus this that 
I don't really know. Nike what, deal. Nike deal, the whole nine. Okay. Start us off. All right. I said number three, I would buy a big house. So a lot of athletes get crap for buying these massive houses. But it's a real estate play in a good city, maybe Miami, maybe oh, you're, doing, you're going like the smart, maybe, map. maybe Arizona. But the notes I made incredible Wi-Fi. I'm talking like 8G up the ass, bro. Like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to loading FaceTimes are crystal clear. If I want to talk to my boy on a Zoom, like I'm seeing his his mug and lots of television like if I had that type of money, wow! Spending... It sounds to me like you're gonna be, you're gonna be watching ESPN a lot, looking at what they're saying about you. That's a that's a no. Red I'm, flag. I'm watching football. I'm watching football on Saturdays and Sundays. SEC for Texas and the Ravens, Super Bowl champs. But the Wi-Fi, that's where I would spend money if I had that type of money. All right, my number three, and call it corny, call it whatever you want. My mom's gotta get something. Whatever she wants. Go yeah, but shopping. all right. You can't just say for my mom. Pick something. Um, She loves pottery. And she's always wanted this, like, pottery machine. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but apparently it's like a few thousand dollars. She's a, she's a woman of simple pleasures. Okay. So just that off the bat. I was just, Whatever my mom wants. Number two, a personal chef. Like, mm. follows me around anywhere I go. <clears throat> I never want to lift a pan ever again. I, I'm a. I would consider myself a good cook, like relatively speaking to 25 year old podcasters. I think I'm on the upper echelon. <laughs> but I also think that you make chicken and rice a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like cleaning and everything. Let's can I group in maid and chef? No, I think the personal chef would clean up the stuff. Or you're talking sheets to laundry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we we ranked that before. It was like, would you rather have a personal chef, a maid? Um, rather a chef 10 days a week. Okay. okay. What's more important? What about a masseuse? You? I guess that kind of comes with the team. I'm, but I'm, that's uh, the thing. I'm too, I'm too ticklish. I can't do massages. Wow. That sucks for you. All right. I said number two. I made it. I'm taking a fat vacay. I don't care what the talking heads are going to say about me. I don't care about the snapback sports pod. This guy gets drafted first overall, and then all of a sudden he's in Italy, Spain, and Greece. I just made it. I'm breaded out. I'm flying first class both ways. I'm chilling. First Maybe class. Taking... You're flying a PJ. Mm, PJ PJ abroad might be, might be that first month's contract, but I am <clears> – <throat> And if I can't take it because I got to go to summer league in three weeks, I'm taking it at some point. I'm, I'm getting some rest and relaxation. But a fat vacation is my number two. And number one, I think this man's doing it right, Pat Mahomes. I'm trying to buy a sports team or piece of it. And I don't care if it's my local JCC team. I don't care if it's another arena football team league in the FCF. But I'm getting more pieces of franchises and just storing cash, becoming the biggest sporting Kansas City Salt Lake Real fan in the world. I want to own a sports team. I feel like that was the dream growing up. Well, I think Mahomes did that after he signed a uh, $500 million contract. Yeah, that's a, that, I'm not trying to buy a baseball team. I'm trying to buy a minor league baseball team. So like, a NASCAR, or like a NASCAR driver? Oh, a car would be sick. We still got to get like the logo on a car, but for another time uh my number one and nope. this number two oh you did your yeah. number no you're oh you already did my number one and this could be illegal but good thing i didn't just sign an nba contract and i'm not doing this i am going to have my agent hire random from different walks of life different ethnicities different different everything a little mini army and i'm going to give them all let's call it twenty thousand dollars and I'm going to have them manipulate the NBA top shot market. I'm going to bring <laughs> I'm going to bring the boom back. I'm going to give them all this money and say go buy every moment, make it seem like NBA top shot is back because not only am I fucked on this Chris Paul investment, he just lost the finals. Don't get me wrong, top shot's coming back, but if I had an NBA contract, I would speed that process up. 
Wow. Okay. I thought you were going to say you'd tell you'd buy up all your own moments because that could be a play too. That would, that would be a part of it. Okay. But I would I would hire an army to min- you know what? Why stop at the why NBA top shot market? Let's do the stock market too. Yeah, you just want to you just want to feed everyone let's cash. Just, crypto. Let's just manipulate every market out there. Abe said you can't make money without money, baby. Mm-mm, market manipulation. Eagleson, get in here. Give us your hot takes about the Dolphins and let me get on my flight to Chi-Town. What's up in Canada? You got to uh, – sorry, Eagleson, hold on. There's a famous glizzy there. I forget where it's from. At the game? No, at, oh. in Chicago. I forget the restaurant it's called, but they're known for their glizzies. I'm going to get it, you the name, and I would like a review, maybe post on the snap out of 10. Um, it's not an official review because it didn't come from Glizzy Gradoff. But I give you permission to raid a glizzy. Okay. What's up, Andrew? What's up? Uh, not much. Like, if we just want to talk about X for a second, he's an idiot. Like, like I get it that the statement was nice and all, but come on. Like, you just signed a contract. When you signed it, you were the highest paid corner. Like, how much of an ego thing does it seriously have to be where you're that, like, bent out of shape about being the second so, highest paid corner on your team and you get hurt so like your who injury is the problem. highest paid corner on your team and why do you guys still suck if you have so much so what that's that, these that, that doesn't have anything to do with this let's we're talking about howard ah so we've seen this before though eagleson i i see a lot of dolphins fans saying we made you the highest paid corner two years ago and you got yeah. injured in one of those years but this happens all the time players get paid <clears throat> And then you re-extend the contract. Like, do you know how many times someone surpassed Tom Brady as the highest-paid quarterback? And then a couple years later, the Patriots were like, okay, yeah, we should probably make this guy. They did it again with Rodgers. The Packers did. Like, this is a very common thing to re-up, especially after 10 interceptions and could have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. Like, I get it. And even if what he said in his statement was true in that he – like, he tried to do some different things that were more cat-friendly for the Dolphins. If that's true, then I'll side with him there. I'm just, like, obviously I'm not there. I don't know how much of that actually is true. Because if that was and he did try and do different things where, you know, just more guaranteed money or something like that, I would have been okay with that, and I would have given it to him. But if he just, like, okay, two years go by in this contract, he's been injury-prone, he has one year where he outplays it, and then he throws a big hissy fit, won't report to camp and all this stuff. But if that other stuff was true, then, hey, you know what, I get it. What, no, what do you I'm think not... about Xavier and a fifth or Xavier for Chandler Jones and a fifth? Did that work for you? Do you guys need that pass rushing? Yeah, like it's tough because we play a three, four and we already have a bunch of edge rushers. Like we drafted Jalen Phillips and we have Ogba and we have a few other guys. Like I don't like, obviously like Jones is a good player and all. I just, I'm not sure if that works. Maybe some other players or if they want to throw in a pick with that, I would take it. I don't know. So I'm not like in on Dolphins Twitter in Dolphins circles, but obviously Xavier Howard had a crazy year last year. But did this come out of nowhere last night, or has this always been brewing? No, this no, didn't this come out of nowhere. Been... Wait, he, you he... think it came out of nowhere? <laughs> no, it hasn't been. Like, it oh didn't yeah, 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 it's been brewing. like Marcus Lattimore was tweeting about Xavier being in their secondary like a week ago. Like this yeah. is this has definitely been a thing. He's yeah. been pretty vocal, but in the Dolphins community about it. And who I is think it's who fair. is the uh, who is the highest paid corner on your team? Byron Jones. Byron Jones. Oh right, from Dallas, you guys signed up. If you're Byron Jones, how do you feel today? Like, damn, he, dog, it's not my fault. Yeah, no, he's kind of said that. Like reporters have asked him after like practice or whatever, and he's how do you excited. feel that the one of the best players in the NFL doesn't want to play for your team because yeah, of you? because he's Just trying to get got my such back. a big ego, he can't have the second, can't be the second highest paid on his team. But I don't think I don't think he necessarily cares about being first or second, even though he keeps that's what it that. sounds like. He says he's disrespected like, that he's not, what, but what and that's is why he, he needs what to is, leave. What is he in terms of the league now? It feels like he's like sixth, sixth or seventh. Yeah. Which. Dude, okay. Only... Like, I know, but you just signed it. Like, and you're seriously going to throw a big fit over it? Like, you're still making tons of money. But he didn't throw a fit. He threw he the did. perfectly placed trade request of all Dude, time. So, and he obviously fit... didn't write that either. Come on. Wow. 
Colin Kaepernick. He didn't write that. Oh my god! Throwing I a don't fit, know Xavier th- well Throwing enough. a fit would be showing up to training camp wearing some type of cryptic shirt that has a message towards the team. He just threw balls against the no, wall and said, "This has been the the stuff that's been happening before. That like this has been going on for a while, and he's said stuff like calling out, not calling out Byron by name, but saying stuff about wanting to be the highest paid, and he wants nothing to do with it, and saying other stuff in the media before, like liking tweets. So waking that are up, so waking up on July twenty eighth. Where is your excitement towards this upcoming Dolphin season?" I'm and what what was it yesterday versus what is it today? So, I'll just say before any of this Howard stuff, it was probably like a nine. This puts a bit of a Yikes. damper on it, but I'm still excited. Like may like maybe an eight, maybe like a seven and a half. I'll this, say, but just, this like, is just for now. Maybe give me a little bit and I'll be feeling good again. This is just sounds like an some annoyance, underlying expectations. Oh, a lot. They have high expectations. Yes, and there's I told expectations. you. I told you your defense would not be half as good as it was last year. It was a fluke year. Your offense is trash, too. And you know what the last thing I'll say, because I got to go, is I hope when he gets traded, he turns around and says, I've been playing against Tua in practice. He's trash, too. And just absolutely runs through. You think he would do that? He could. Tua is trash. Like, could you imagine if he not only ruined their defense, but ruined every ounce of Simul- value? Simul- yeah, simultaneously tanked to his trade value while not on the... Why don't players do that? That's what I'm like saying. That, that and he would have a, situations. He's in a perfect spot to do it. Like, he's best player on their defense, played against two in practice every day. That would be epic. Yo, suck that. it, Eagleson. You're going to suck. Uh, did you make a bet with Eagleson about... Who's going to have more wins? Or you made it with Dean, maybe, Abe? I made it with Dean. It's looking good. No, I, it's I looking took, better. I took, I took the Eagles plus two and a half, I believe. Yeah. With that line movement, it's probably down to one and a half. I'm talking to we get a middle. The Dolphins win. No, the Dolphins aren't going to win more games than the Eagles. Fuck you, Eagles. Well, no, yes, Eagles they are. are probably going to suck. Eagles are probably going to suck. Eagles, in final thoughts, give them to me. Uh, X, you suck. Abe, final <laughs> thoughts? Get yourself a glizzy. Eagleson, you didn't even bring up the Marc-Andre Fleury trade. Even I knew about oh. that. And Jack, congrats on the OV signing. Is he 90 years old? He's uh, 92. He'll be 97 by the end of the contract. Is the salary cap in the NHL real? Yeah, and they don't yes. get paid shit. He just got, I think he just got Reggie Bullock money. Maybe less. He got last. He got like six for 48. Five for 48, yeah. If Reggie Bullock got a five-year deal, it would be about $60 million. He got the greatest – one of the greatest hockey players of all time is making the same amount of money as Seth Curry. That's all. Hate to hear it. Snapback fam, I'll see you in Chicago. I'm going to buy some physical NFTs. Let me know if you guys will be there. Shout out TickPick. We'll be at the Cubs game Wednesday. We'll be, which you won't know because the pod comes out Thursday. We'll be at the White Sox game Sunday. Let me know if you'll be there. Much love. Peace.